What should have happened is what happened to a lot of the tax shelter films that were made to um, sort of uh, alleviate the tax burden on this country's doctors, dentists, and businessmen, which is those films were uh, written, produced, filmed, and never released. They uh, lived in a barn in someone's basement. They never saw the light of day. Um, But through some strange quirk of like, can the, the CanCon containment facility was breached, <laughs> uh, not unlike Area X, and corner gas somehow like leaked out and infected a nation uh, allegedly. Ah, uh, <laughs> think of all of the wonder of all the like insane slashers and exploitation films that just like are probably still still sitting in a barn in Stratford or whatever, just not getting released because yeah. Just be- because they were made as a tax break, and so are in fact perfect art, <laughs> uh, unconstrained. I hate to, I like not to keep calling back to the Area X thing, but I'm just, I, I'm tum- like turning it over in my brain, and I'm realizing like the the thing that would make me finally break after like venturing into Canada and like and all these things are like making me go progressively more crazy is then I encounter. A version of myself that's like, hey, have you seen Corner Gas? You would love it. And like that would be the thing where that finally makes me like, yeah, that, that's like I don't come back from that. Like, yeah. oh, it's like, yeah, Bond Cop, Bad Cop. CJ, have you seen that? No, Canadian CJ, I haven't. Basically, basically the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, Enemy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like there is absolutely somewhere uh, a, a Canadian, a Canadian uh, CJ walking around who just like hasn't just... Like whatever sort of like happened to you that like knocked you onto this course of like, you know, like um of of having like sort of this kind of sensibility. Just that event just didn't happen to Canadian CJ. <laughs> He's just like, oh, time for another episode of Corner Gas. I like I like comedy that's nice where no one gets where no one's the butt of the joke and there's none of this awful. uh Darcy and Stacy. Ugh, no thanks. I hate reality TV. <laughs> I don't want to watch that. Boo. Too mean. Yeah, too mean. No, thank you. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like um. I don't know, like for some, like you, yeah, maybe like when you were in your early teens or whatever, you like misspelled a URL and accidentally went to something awful for the first time or whatever, and oh, the other God. for a Canadian CJ just didn't, <laughs> didn't misspell <laughs> that URL. Man, this is actually, I kind of regret bringing this up. This is depressing me more and more thinking about the fact that I did post on something awful for a while. <laughs> let's, let's turn the lens away from me and back on Brent Butt's magnum opus. Because I'm actually starting to freak out a little bit. <laughs> okay, okay. But back to but, Brent, Brent Cop, Butt Cop. Um, so uh, anyway, the resolution is that uh, Lacey uh, comes... To uh, Lacey comes into um, uh, the house to help Brent babysit after, and and then she encourages him to call his mom, uh, who comes over and um, basically gets this like kid that gave everyone in the town PTSD to go to bed by like making a non-specific threat and using his middle name, mm-hmm. um, and it's mm-hmm. like okay, fine, whatever, and then. The big, big payoff of the episode. Are you all ready? The big I'm payoff ready. of the episode? Yes, Riley. Lacey <laughs> was in on the betting, and she bet that uh, Brent would call his mother in order to come and fix 
uh, the problem. So she won $50. Stabbed in the back. <laughs> oh. Uh, Man, and this just, is... It's uh, fucking M. Night Shyamalan meet M. Night Saskatchewan. A big <laughs> twist at the end. <laughs> uh, oh, dude. She, uh, Thank you. <laughs> and, and this is where we get the first inklings that um, Brent has a little crush on Lacey. And now, if I know Brent Butt, he will absolutely write the comedy where he also gets the girl. Um, so I'm very excited for uh, that pairing of uh, uh, that pairing of uh, Beauty and the Beast, as many are calling it, uh, to occur. Uh, <laughs> the Beast, because of course uh, she goes beast mode when it's time for mat class, uh, and Beauty because Brent Butt's writing is so beautiful. Um, so, oh God, the final episode, you know, the final episode that we're going to speed run in uh, four to five minutes, Dan. <laughs> if you think we can, do you think we can? Can we do it? I okay. Here's why I have it. Um, because I started disassociating when I was watching this. Uh, Me too. And and I like completely phased out of the plot. Um, I do know that the plot of this episode revolves around uh, a, a town-wide mystery about uh, the words grad 68 being spray painted on a water tower. And I also know that one of the big plot points is that the men's bathroom is filthy and the women's bathroom is clean. Yeah. Um, no one's ever done that before. That was the first I, time that that joke had been made. Well, it was, sorry, it was, it was corner gas and it was Dilbert. It was both of them. Yes. <laughs> so as i was watching the episode i was disassociating my mind started drifting and i thought i had a horrible awful thought and that thought was is there corner gas fan fiction and i said to myself don't don't google corner gas fanfic don't do it like this is a a road you have to mindfully not go down yeah, like like the guy, you know, the guy in Call of Cthulhu who's looking at the statue and, you know, just asking questions. It's, sometimes it's better not to ask, but I, I asked those questions and now uh, I would like to play a game. Oh, no. <laughs> I would like to oh, no. I would like to I would like to read you guys some quarter gas fan fiction uh, <laughs> called Locked Up. Published April 9th, 2019. So this is just two years old, baby. This is two years Um, old. This is after the animated series came out. Um, Someone was like, uh, Brent walked into the corner gas station. Uh, his uh, his chastity cage firm against his nether. Well, there's there's not a lot of hot action in this because I think this is let me out of this chastity cage. He says to Hank. So uh, the the summary is uh, what happened after Davis left Karen and Hank locked together in the jail at the end of jailhouse. All right. It's getting dark outside. How long is Davis going to keep me in here? I am really bored. Hank keeps trying to get me to talk about some crazy thing like robot prairie dogs or who's the better captain, Kirk or Archer. I don't even know who he's talking about. And now I am looking out the window. Hank is also (laughs) looking out the window. But it's this is this is a smooth transition from dialogue into action. I like that we've uh, the corner gas fan fiction is giving Finnegan's Wake a run for its money in terms of literary modernism. Hey Karen, move over so I can stand on the bed. I am trying to find Orion. Hank, you can't stand on the bed. 
but I think I could find Orion if I did. Tough, I'm sure Davis doesn't want your dirty shoes on his goose down comforter. Take your shoes off. No, I won't. All right, so (laughs) I'm going to skip ahead here. Uh, Doesn't want your dirty shoes in his goose down comforter. Take off your shoes. No, I will not. I mean, what's his, what fantasy, because that's the thing, right? Fanfic usually is about people wanting to like, I don't know, like, uh, fuck the lion from the Lion King, right? And writing a scenario in which they or someone who stands in for them gets like, um, you know, God tier dome from the lion from the Lion King. And I think that this actually fits. I think the corner gas, average corner gas fans desire from corner gas is just to like experience like the um the, the to experience the sensation of having your brain dying but like with the people from corner gas well sexual stuff aside i think also like the major difference between um normal fan fiction and corner gas fan fiction is typically Normal fan fiction is written by somebody with far less proficiency than the original author of that piece of work. Whereas here, I'm like, I'm hearing what Dan's saying and I'm like this, okay. I'm apparently like living out my nightmare of having to listen now to a, to a, to a fourth episode of Corner Gas. But I don't actually get to... So, I, like, it's like this, there's not even... I don't. I, I'm just gonna make myself mad if I keep talking about it. <laughs> Riley's pipette's gonna light up if I keep talking about it. I think what I think what'll cheer you up is another couple of paragraphs. So, yeah, I think. Yep, yep. Are you all right? He grasps my shoulder and turns to me and turns me around. I'm standing way too close to him to escape this temptation, and I remember how incredible it was when we made up by the lake. But I don't move, no matter how much I want to kiss him. It can't be me that starts it this time. If anything happens, it has to be him. Wait, Hank. wait, is this Brent and Hank who are going to have like this make is, out? This is Karen and Hank. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> so the lady cop? Oh, yes. Oh, the, yes, uh, yes. You know, yes. The assistant. The assistant. Yes. He kisses me. It is as wonderful as before. Who knew that Hank could kiss like this? He doesn't push for the deep kiss right away. Instead, he moves his lips against mine and gently glides his tongue along them. But I can't hold out for long. I open my lips, allowing our tongues to meet. <laughs> okay, so there is a sexual element to this fanfic. I feel There's like you misled me. a little sexual element. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm almost done here. I'm almost done. I can't repress a little moan. With one hand, I push off his cap and run my fingers through his hair. After a long time, we separate. I laugh. You're a strange man, Hank Yarbo.